Yeah, that's you know what good good for Georgia for for finally making it. You ready? I to know when everybody accuses you of cheating rampantly, you know that you've right. made it to the big the big <laughs> leagues. <laughs> the big yeah, time. yeah. Let's go. All right. Boom. It's our drum intro. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Gosh, welcome back. Welcome back. This is our uh, one-year anniversary. Yeah. Our one-year anniversary for our first podcast. We are excited to be back. We are the role players. Already been a year. That's hard to believe. We're the role players. I'm Art Mosley. I am Daniel Allen. Our opinions don't matter. But you should listen to us anyways. So uh, we are a podcast on sports. And actually, not only is today our one-year anniversary uh, for this podcast, it's also Daniel's anniversary for his birthday so yeah happy, happy birthday my, my friend anniversary. yeah 36 36 years young man yeah um, now you're right on the cusp of being a millennial is that is that yeah there's different definitions that put me into either group um well, I, I don't consider myself one but yeah you, you, you probably uh 1982 okay you so you probably look people in the eyes when you're on an elevator uh, I mean, you don't like get on the elevator and and just stay on your phone. Like, I awkwardly shake their hand and force conversation. Absolutely, and look them in the right, eye. right. Yeah, uh, you probably know how to clean a microwave if you had to. Yeah, you yeah, probably re- replace my disposal yeah. on Sunday. If you worked in an office environment with a bunch of millennials and there was one uh, styrofoam cup left, you would probably know that hey, it might be a good idea to put. More cups in here. Restock them. Yeah. Are you having millennial troubles? Oh my gosh, it is <laughs> unbelievable. They are very interesting creatures. <laughs> you know, um, Alex is a millennial. Our our listener Alex, and mm-hmm. he does not care too much for people that that um, when people kind of poke at millennials and stereotype pigeonhole them, huh? Yeah. Yeah, I I, I can understand. So what let's it's add like that Drake. LeBron, millennial, millennial talk. Uh, yeah, him and you don't see eye to eye. I, I, and I love Alex Gorn. I just, <laughs> it's just his his generation is a little bit different than mine. And, and we're not many years that separate us. I don't think he's not he's not young enough to be my child. So no, um, I don't think so. I don't. I hope not. Unless you were having kids at a very young age. very young. I mean, biologically, I guess it's possible. But yeah, we're not here to talk about that though. In any event, happy birthday, sir. Did Thank you do anything you. fun for your birthday? Uh, it rained all day. That was fun. <sighs> so so. Did, you, <laughs> did you stay inside and make like a, no, a, a fort out of comforters I would have, and covers? <laughs> I would have at least gone to the driving range today but and taken Cooper up there, but no, just just rain and dreary outside, so no, nothing, so nothing you, special. So you stayed at home all day and did show prep is what you did? Yeah, I was, I was, I said, they said, hey, come, come, we're going to. Light your candles and sing happy birthday. I said, no, no, no. We got a show tonight. I've got to get in here and learn uh, Arkansas's third string tight end. That is dedication and commitment to the cause. Uh, As Daniel alluded to, we're going to talk a little bit of SEC football. It is right around the corner. The calendar has flipped to August. Unfortunately, we are not going to talk about Arkansas's third string defense, Daniel, so you could have enjoyed your family a little bit more. <laughs> I apologize. I did not send the memo. Um, but we'll, Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no. Nothing. But before we talk about SEC, a gift landed in our lap. It did. And I'm not very proud of what happened as a male, whether I was a baby boomer Generation Xer or Millennial. There is no room in our society uh, for domestic violence, mm-hmm. and so it's 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 a um, with a, a sad, I guess, or, or maybe uneasy feeling. We bring this up, but I think we have to talk about it. Yeah. Um, and if you haven't heard, uh, crawl out from under your rock. And turn on your TV yeah. uh, to a sports station, and you will understand that Urban Meyer has been placed on administrative, paid administrative leave. Uh, am I correct, Daniel? Yeah. Uh, for not reporting a uh, or, or having knowledge of a domestic violence situation for one of his staff members, and not reporting that, or or, or really 
enforcing any disciplinary action. And, and this is not, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump in and Daniel, I'm going to start jumping whenever you want. This is not a, hey, um, this is a first time it's happened kind of deal. Like, yeah. you know, he, 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 it's not like he grabbed, and I don't, want, I don't mean to make light of domestic violence, but it's not like he just, this assistant coach has grabbed his wife by the arm really hard. And squeeze and left some finger marks. That's, right. That's not. Right. That's not what we're talking about here, is it? No. Um, and we're not ta- like I said, we're not talking about a one-time shot. We're talking about a history of domestic violence that. Yeah, pattern and repeated and just bad stuff. Just, just he's a bad dude. And and when we were saying, I don't understand why you would cover up for somebody like that. Yeah. Or not. It, it just doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it doesn't. And and uh, in in question, we're talking about uh, Zach Smith, the wide Zach res- Smith, the wide receivers coach uh, at Ohio State. I, we talked about this before we came on. I it shouldn't matter, but if this was a defensive coordinator, maybe it would make more sense of why he didn't want this to go on. Well, I mean, we've seen this before where. Now this is not the Penn State situation, but where Joe Paterno kind of turned a blind eye yeah. in Penn State, right? Like if this had been Tom Herman when he was still there and was the right hand guy, you would think, all right, if you're going to cover up for somebody, cover up for your most valuable. But this is just like a wide receivers coach who's just a, like we said, a kind of a glorified recruiter most of the time, right? It shouldn't matter anyways whether if who it is, right? But it, it's that makes it even stranger that somebody that far down, who the last time he did this was an intern or a graduate assistant, mm-hmm. and then why? Like why? I don't. It, it doesn't make any sense. The sad thing is if you if you can produce produce results as a coach, it's like you can get away with anything. Sadly enough, that's true. I mean, isn't they it? don't. People don't care. They just no turn matter what you do if right. you win. That's no. all that, and that's that's not all that matters. Um, no. You know, and and we all want to win. We all want our teams to win, but we would like to sprinkle in a little integrity every now and then with that winning, some right? Some humanity, some <laughs> yeah, some decency. Um, and and so, but this is our urban. It, I'm I'm not surprised. Are you surprised? He has a history of being a slimy, dirty dude, and everything that happened at Florida. I mean, he had Aaron Hernandez killing people, and he, I mean, he he was involved in a lot of things down there I, at I, the time, and nothing. I, Percy Harvin, Chris Rainey was threatening people, women. Yeah, I guess you. Attitude is a reflection of leadership. Now. But but think about it this way: you've got. Let's take a step back. Urban can't police everybody, in terms of players. Okay, mm-hmm. he can't. If you have a hundred, you know that football team is a microcosm of the student population, and if you have a hundred guys on that football team, there's probably a percentage of the student population that's going to do something stupid and knucklehead. Yeah, and those guys aren't. Uh, Exempt from being knuckleheads. Yeah. So you you are gonna have, uh, but, but I, you can have a pop, like a you know zero no tolerance policy. policy. I, I agree with that. I, I absolutely agree with that. And and the problem is we, we get back to winning. So if Chris Rainey helps me win, and his backup is Art Mosley, who runs a, a you know <laughs> a five seven forty, you know, and, and has a, a twenty you know a, a two inch vertical leap. Yeah. That's the problem, right? Yeah. It's, it's well. Well, the backup doesn't give me a chance to win, and it's about winning, and it's about money, and that's what it comes down to. Yeah. Which you know we've sold our souls for money. Yeah. And every you know. It's pathetic. So it it, it it's I, I think it, it it's ex, it's bad enough as it is. It does get exacerbated uh, when it it turns into some kind of violence, and and whether it's violence. Any violence against a, another human being shouldn't be tolerated. Mm-hmm. It's senseless violence. Senseless violence against shouldn't be tolerated. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, it's as a guy. And I talked to. I had a colleague. I was talking about this uh, a few weeks ago. Um, we were talking about domestic violence, and and I said, I 
I just don't understand how a woman could get hit by a man and then stay. And she yeah. said, well, you, you don't, if you come from a pattern of abuse or a pattern of violence, then that, that behavior becomes acceptable. And then it's, there's a, it, I mean, it went down a whole rabbit hole. I was just kind of mind blown. I was like, I still don't understand that, you know, um, how you can be with someone who fights you. I mean, even a, a spouse, I mean, a quarrelsome wife, like, why would you yeah. want to? There's a lot of psychology behind that that goes into it. We could, <laughs> I'm not qualified to, <laughs> to go into that, but there's, I mean, the reasons, yeah, it's, I don't understand that either, but she did leave, you know, show, and, and she was, she left him, and he's still, you know, threatening and all this stuff, and it's just, oh, so, he's on administrative leave, I think he's gone, you think he's gone, are you on the record, do you think he survives this? You know what, something tells me that he's, Something tells me he's going to get some kind of punishment like he can't coach this year. Mm. And then he'll be able to come back next year. Yeah. Which I don't know what that what wouldn't that, surprise me, I but. I don't know what that does, but I just don't think, as sad as it is for me to say, I don't think it'll be a fireball offense. Mm. I don't think, I think Ohio State will come back and say, well, this is what we're going to do to correct the action. Now, yeah. we did talk about this. How does this differ from Rick Patino at Louisville, right? Mm-hmm. There was a breach of contract, essentially a breach of contract. And the other thing is, while all the all the signs point to something that says, yes, he should have known, there's no smoking gun like this that shows a text message from Urban or to Urban Meyer saying, did you see what your coach did? Like, I, I guess ultimately he can play dumb, yeah. right? And oh, throw well, his wife under the bus. Right. I, oh, well, my wife never told me. Yeah. After he'd said that they share everything, right? Yeah. I mean, so how can you make that out to be circumstantial evidence? I just don't see how you. It's just, man, if they don't fire him, the the firestorm that's going to rain down on Ohio State and and last for a while is going to be fierce. I just don't know if they want to deal with that. Mm. Time will tell, and I, I think time will tell very shortly. I, I don't think this is something that, if they're going to get rid of Urban, I think it'll it'll be something that happens. It's got to happen before the season, right? I mean, you're you would just think so. you're just getting into into camp. You're you're what four weeks away from the, right, the opening yeah. of the season. You don't want this lingering. Um, yeah, they start practice this weekend. Mm. So, oh, what a time! So uh, we. Uh, before we jump into the SEC, you want to talk about Jim Harbaugh not eating chicken? Harbaugh, <laughs> yeah. Like, this is more air time, air time than we've ever given the Big Ten. The so. Big Ten. This will be our conference preview. Well, well, the talking about Urban and, and Harbaugh and the chicken that can count as our conference preview. <laughs> yeah. So, so what is it? Do you think that if if you had to guess, Jim Harbaugh, what are what are his thoughts on poultry? What do you think? What would you say? Do you think that he'd think it's like a, a noble, brave animal? Or how do you think he views a chicken? Let's see. Um, and do you think he encourages his players to eat chicken? Well, it's, you know. It's a lean protein. It is a lean protein, healthy white meat, yeah. right? Um, you it's can delicious. Get, it is delicious. You can fry it, bake it, grill it. Mm-hmm. You could broil it, I guess. Boil it, I guess. But who wants to eat boiled meat unless no. you're from England? No. Um, it's uh, you know, if you come down and recruit in Georgia, it's the number one. You know, we're the number one poultry producing uh, state in the in the country, and I think really? one of the top poultry producers in the world, if I'm not mistaken. Wow. Yeah, state of Georgia, big uh, poultry, big uh, big industry for state of Georgia. Um, if I were thinking chicken, I would think, yeah, that's a great, that's a great, uh, a great source of protein and a great, uh, great meat that his players should have in his diet. Yes. I agree. Yes. He feels differently. He feels differently. (laughs) And so it's Wilson Spade that, that said that Urban encouraged him not to eat chicken. And I, the second part, we'll have to look up and clarify. First part is, is that he said, 
You shouldn't eat chicken. Chicken is a nervous bird. It's a nervous bird. You don't need to be putting that into your system because it's a nervous bird. Look and see, because he had more. It's it's not just the temperament of the chicken that, that led him to think you shouldn't eat it because apparently by eating something, you inherit its its character traits. Interesting, interesting. Yes. So, so if, for say, you were going to eat a piece of lion meat, you would be brave and strong, you know, fierce. Well, that's, I mean, that, I guess that, that... I guess anything to deflect from his record. That would make sense. But why, I mean, wouldn't you... Oh, we're going to have to watch a video. There's more to it. He thinks some type of sickness injected its way into the human population when people began eating white meats instead of beef and pork. So that's another thing is you don't want to get the sickness that's been injected into us from the white meat. So you're telling me that the the things that Bad my, chicken man. my doctor's Mess you been up. telling me that too much beef isn't good for you and too more pork too much pork isn't good for you, but it's propaganda. But if I wanted to eat a bird, maybe I should eat a bald eagle, a bald eagle, <laughs> or a hawk. Right? I can. They are more noble. You know. Yeah. That's true. Well, don't I wouldn't encourage the whole bald eagle thing with the you know that's that's a crime here. But um, you could go for something like a red-tailed hawk. I think that would be acceptable. You think I can? So, so we've got, or maybe like a grouse. We got whippoorwill. Yeah, I guess an owl. An owl. An owl. We could eat. You would become wise, my friend. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. See, now I'm thinking on the Harbaugh level. Clever. Now I see. How does Michigan put up with this? (laughs) Oh, well. How much longer will they will will they put it up with it if he keeps going one and five against his rivals? Well, yeah. I, I don't know. He's a nut. He's an absolute nut job. The more the microphone is on around him, the more you realize he's he's Is he not. in over his head? Does he Surely he can't be. He led the 49ers to the Super Bowl and none of these things can You know, he had that awkward handshake with um Jim Schwartz where they kind of were getting after each mm-hmm. other. Wasn't that him? Yes. And then uh just little warning signs but then everybody says oh he's just quirky you know the brilliant minds are always a little quirky and then he comes in here and i thought he was gonna do great there i thought he was gonna yeah, just mop up build them up yeah you know, but and he was the talk of the town he had a satellite camps down here where he was wearing braves jerseys and all that taking his team to rome and now it's just kind of so we you know he hardball went against the bird, the protein that that nutritionists say is healthy. Yeah, because it's nervous. Because it's nervous. It's a nervous bird. And if I eat, but how does but he know that same, about chickens? In the same, has he been observing their behavior? I mean, I think chickens can be pretty confident. I mean, they do have kind of a a, a little gait that makes maybe you think that's nervousness, but a lot I mean, of times they walk around like they're the king of the yard. I would imagine if you didn't want to eat something that made you nervous, you'd stay away from the squirrel. Yes. Deer. Deer make you nervous. Yeah, they're, yeah. they're very nervous. They're animals. very skittish. Yes. I, 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 I mean, we could really get into I it. mean, I would imagine if you ate too much beef like a cow, you'd probably start walking slow and mooing. And then yes. <laughs> I, according to Harbaugh, I mean, yeah. you, oh you, my gosh! You just, whatever you eat, you absorb the the traits of that thing. And then they want us to take their conference seriously. Yeah, Big Ten. Come on, come on, Big Ten. Is this even? Are we even having this conversation? Man, that's bad. <sighs> they got all kinds of stuff going on up there. So there you they, have. They're it. talking about nervous birds. Ohio State's covering up domestic violence. Michigan State's covering up that sex oh abuse my scandal. Gosh, I right? mean, what is anything in the Midwest? I mean, that's supposed to be the heartland, right? We can yeah, go to the Midwest pure. to get our m- morality. It should uh-huh. be the you know the area that you know carry Donald Trump to victory, right? Yes, flyover country, right? <sighs> Shame on you, Big Ten. So that's our Big Ten. Uh, 2018 college football preview. Yeah. Nervous bird, domestic violence. 
There cover you go. up. Cover up, cover yeah. up, cover up. Cover up everything. I mean, no, look. No, Sweep and, it under the rug. And no one is immune to these problems in, the, in any part of the country. And we're not, we're not here to vilify Urban Meyer or, uh, or Jim Harbaugh. But it's just not good. Just not good. They're just red flags. That's all. So normally where there's smoke, there's fire. You uh, listeners, you guys can opine. You can always opine to us on Twitter mm-hmm. at the Role Players one That's T-H-E-R-O-L-E, players, P-L-A-Y-E-R-S, and the number one. That's us. That is us. But moving right along, can we transition? I don't have a good transition from the Big Ten to the SEC. 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 Make it stop. Paul. Somebody make it stop. That's the best way I can do it. Segue is just get into the chant. Paul. Paul, this is Tammy. I want to talk about my SEC, Paul. (laughs) Let's talk about the Um. SEC. And actually, let's not talk about the SEC. Uh, uh, let's. We're not going to talk about Vanderbilt this year. Uh-uh. We're not talking about Kentucky this year. Uh-uh. Not going to do it. We're probably not going to talk about... Mm, Ole Miss. Probably not going to discuss no, Ole Miss too much. Maybe not a ton of Mississippi Maybe State. Maybe any Mississippi schools. I mean, you could briefly say, what's Joe Moorhead going to do? But I don't think... Anybody really cares all that much about that? Not, not in our listening base. No, no. We could talk about Dumbo. I mean, Jimbo Fisher, uh, who Jimbo. absolutely left Florida State high and dry to go to Texas A and M, and in the that ought to be an interesting train wreck to happen. I cannot hey. wait to watch Jimbo crash and burn. But hey, we have. I I don't think Jimbo do all that poorly. And I beg to differ. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm actually, I was actually glad to see Florida State down last year, but I, I think Jimbo is questionable. Yeah, I agree. I agree. It, it, the funniest thing is if you took um, the the sound clips from last year at the around this time of year, media days, with what he said at ACC media day, oh, yeah. and then you put it right next to the 12 months later, him being praising the league that he's joined. It's just because he was the anti-SEC guy. He was absolutely. He said that the he, – he actually went out of his way to make sure people knew that the reigning national champion was from the ACC. And the last two – was it the last two Heisman winners or, or two of the last three or whatever it was? Uh, I mean, I know it's okay. Lamar. I don't remember okay, who maybe it was that. All right. And they were the current home and it was the best – the ACC was the best conference. Because yeah. on – one of our inaugural shows, we discussed that, and you had a lot to say about Jimbo and yeah. his SEC rant. I wish I could have gone back to see exactly what I said because I talked so much, I don't remember exactly what I said. But I probably we could. I probably we'll go to. It's the still t- floating out there. It is floating out in, mm-hmm. in, in in podcast land. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I did not say that the ACC is the best conference. No, you were you were very. You were very um, impartial on it. You you said I'm an ACC fan or ACC. My school is in the ACC, but I don't think the ACC is the best conference. You were very you were very fair. And let's take that a step further. I mean, we I, if you want to know how we feel about conference, um, you can maybe check our Twitter timeline. Yeah, line. you probably know at this point. So we're just not. Conference guys, no, either of us, and now now my team's Miami Hurricanes, right? Yeah. Yours is a Georgia, Georgia Bulldogs. Bulldogs, right? It's for you. It's Georgia against everybody. Everybody, yeah. And for me, it's Miami against everybody. Uh huh. And if Georgia's playing Florida, I'm not. You know, I'm not pulling out the red and black t-shirt cheering against the Gators. I'm just saying, ah, let's just hope this is a, a decent game here. Yeah. If it's, you know, if the ramifications of that game help my team, then I'm cheering for the team that's helping my team. Yeah. Otherwise, I'm just kind of, you know, my kids always ask But me. But also, so when you say whatever helps your team. Right. You don't mean, so you mean like, if they're playing someone that's ahead of me in the rankings or whatever. You don't mean 
I want everyone on my schedule to win all of their games so it makes me look better. No, 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 no. Okay, good. Just because the, that's another argument I despise. Just the one game. Like, here's the deal. Like, we need Tennessee or Tech to win all their games because no. it makes us look better. Well, what you need to do is win all your games. Yeah, that's, that's all you got to do. You take care of your business that's and everything whole, else. The whole Power 5 yeah. thing is the the beauty of it is all you have to do is win. And that's what every team can't seem to do. And I understand that it's very difficult to go undefeated. But what you... but. If you just handle your business and do mm-hmm. your job, the rest takes care of itself, right. and you don't. And if need you to don't, get to, then you don't deserve it. Right. Well, my team should be in. Well, no, actually, you shouldn't have laid an egg that week. Right. Well, it happens to everybody. Actually, it doesn't. Right. So it, you know, I, I we can talk about that all you want. Uh, you go twelve and zero or thirteen and zero. Yeah. Then there's no questions. Mm-hmm. You you have a slip up and lose to. Toledo or Wake Forest or or uh, uh, Kansas or Ooh. Missouri, Kentucky, yeah. New Hampshire. I don't know. Pick a school. How do you justify saying that my team should because of these five wins? And it's yeah, you know, no, there's no science to that. No. So we're not talking about the bottom dwellers. Fears. Yeah. Dwellers, what yes. are we? Who are we going to discuss? Well, I, I think. I think the the SEC. They're, they're How many relevant two. teams are there? There are two. Yeah, just two. I I think you might be able to make a case for Auburn. Yeah, I I think Auburn is. Um, I don't think that you can make a case for USC Junior or USC Light. No, but, however you want to call no, them. Yeah. No. Uh, Florida is still a train wreck. Uh, yeah. Uh, I I think I'm going to report to camp to try out for quarterback for them. <laughs> Or LSU, and, same thing. Yeah, LSU breaking in a new offensive coordinator, and that, that's another thing. That, they're they're yeah. just a mess though under Coach O. He, you know, he's he's a hype man. When you when you start bringing in new offensive coordinators, at, at, you know after you've been struggling, I mean Matt Canada came in last year and he was supposed to be this. Yeah, he was the guru, right? What happened? Oh, dabbled with it, messed with it, didn't work out. <laughs> Time so to he goes on. back to his old buddy. So you bring your buddy in, and maybe he can write the ship. They'll have a great test in Arlington. Is it, I believe it's Arlington, Texas, week one against the Miami Hurricanes. Um, so we'll see if that's worked out for LSU. Uh, it's, it's just not. It's, as long yeah. as he's there, nothing. You're not. And they're not going to win a national title with that order on. And how? They're just not. Much longer do we have to hear about how hard it is to play in Death Valley on a Saturday night and blah blah blah. Hmm. And, I guess we'll find out. Our ours will probably be an afternoon game, but we'll uh, we'll see. So we'll we, see. So we. One of the things I do want to talk about. I know we we were picking and, and making light because we are not spending three hours on the SEC guys, and uh-uh. we're just not going to do it. We're talking about relevant teams. One of the uh, and so the, the to me the two big stories about Alabama, uh, one the battle at quarterback, and I think. Mum is the word. There's no Nick Saban hasn't come out and said who's getting first team reps, and they haven't really come out to to practice yet. But I would think that if that you've got to split time between those two quarterbacks, you think? Yeah. Uh, or you just name one and say goodbye to Jalen Hurts, or see, or you know. I I well, it's tough because I think Tua is going to be the guy, and then. I don't know. Saban might be able to keep Jalen around, but he might not. They got Mac Jones there. Worst case scenario, if something happens, I mean, we only have two scholarship quarterbacks. So, I mean, I I think Saban will just go with the better option, and he's not going to care about do I need to play them both to keep them both around. He's he. Does, I don't think he messes around like that. Yeah, who gives me the best chance to win? Yeah. And I think maybe both of them give him the best chance to win, but Saban's never been a two-quarterback guy either, has he? Uh-uh. The first game back when they had Cooper Bateman and and Coker and um, there was one other guy I don't remember who it was and uh, maybe Blake Barnett I don't know he did rotate but then he settled on one guy and it was it mm. so yeah I mean that, I I don't I don't see I'm 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 different than you I think it's two is and I think it's just a formality but you never know that remains to be seen let's take a look at Alabama's schedule. Um, they do get Louisville, which probably looked like a really good game. A lot of cake on that schedule. Yeah, yeah. a lot like ours. 
<laughs> I Louisville, think, yeah. I think uh, St. Nick has, has kind of figured out how the formula to get to the national title game. They do a good job. Here's what he does. He gets usually one big non-conference game to start the season. Mm-hmm. And it's at the first, so even if you lost, you'd be okay. And then the rest of his non-conference, it's, it's cake. Let's talk about the rest of that non-conference schedule. You've got Arkansas State, mm. Louisiana Lafayette, the Citadel. Yeah. No disrespect to the Citadel. Yeah. Or South Carolina. You know. It's just, um, it's just not. There's just nothing there. I mean, you you get. I mean, Louisville. Yeah, that's great. Louisville's nothing special, but. So they've got Louisville, that's a W, Arkansas State, W, Ole Miss, W, A&M. Should be this year, I would think. You, I mean, you never know. They've had history with A&M. But Lafayette, W, Arkansas, W, Missouri, W, Tennessee, W, LSU, W, Mississippi State, W, Citadel, W, Auburn. Eh, it's at home. I'll say W. I mean, it, it, Projection, 13 and 0. I mean, it's kind of hard to argue against that, isn't it? Yeah. It's not difficult. It's not. I mean, I can't imagine that that trip to to Knoxville will be very imposing to, no. to Alabama. Um, oh, that'll stranger be Stranger things. Stranger yeah. things have happened, but but um, so Alabama's Alabama. There's not not a whole lot you can do about that. We expect them to be in the SEC title game. Yeah, that's the safe bet every year. Um, until Nikki rides off, that's a safe bet. And we said the same same thing last year, and they weren't in it, so you never know. But right. but I I wouldn't think Auburn's going to beat them at Alabama. And they 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 they're basically that that final drive or second half almost against us was just freshmen all over the place, mm-hmm. you know, and it's. Oh, it's gonna be tough to dethrone them. That's why, as a Georgia fan, you're like it. No, I mean, at some point, you're gonna have to go through Alabama, even when you they don't make the SEC and they sneak into the playoff. Oh, we're gonna have to beat Alabama to win a national title. And Shocker. at some point this year, you're gonna have to beat Alabama, most likely if you're Georgia, or next year. It's, you know, that's just what you're gonna have to go through. To be the man, you gotta beat the man. And right now, yeah, and I want to. It's just. Easier said than done. How come the man couldn't be South Carolina? Is that what you're telling me? What's that? How come the man couldn't be South Carolina? Is that what you're couldn't telling me? Couldn't be. Oh. Hey, that's that's um that's going to be a popular upset pick. That game is. Because I've already seen it. I've already seen people oh, talk what? about how South, South Carolina, Carolina. Georgia? Georgia Week 2, yeah. Before we jump into South Carolina, Georgia Week 2, one, one thing I do want to point out. We had a chance to view the 2018 signees for the Alabama Crimson Tide. Interesting, interesting tidbit of information. Yeah. Not one player, not one high school player from the state of Georgia signed at Alabama in 2018. Yeah. Very surprising. Also the first time in seven years. Sorry, y'all, I'm eating M&M's on. Also the first time in seven years they didn't have the number one class. So is, there a, is that a coincidence? I don't know. Mm. But the team signed 15 players from the state of Georgia did have the number one class. Interesting. I don't know. They do have a 2019 signee headed headed there. We talked about it earlier. King Makuta out of Troop County. Um, but the, the, it's not the level of the Kirby exactly. raid from years past where exactly. Kirby would come in and just yank people left and right. And you have to remember, we, we talked about this before, Georgia is, is protecting its borders from the likes of Florida, Florida State, Auburn, Alabama, Tennessee, uh, South Carolina, uh, Clemson. Yeah. Even Michigan, Ohio State, teams like that coming sure. in. Yeah, the Cal- California schools come take a few. It's tough. So It's tough. So it will be interesting to see. We didn't mention Georgia Tech <laughs> with our recruiting foes oh. in the state. <laughs> I'm saying that's just, it's Dude. funny, that, you know, that, that that's not even, they're not even considered a threat. It's nice. Well, is, there's no in-state threat for players. It's all these border states. It, it, for the for, for, yes, I would agree with that. I, I just perhaps th- there's a certain type of player that that plays at Georgia Tech, and we're not talking about the ACC, so we're not going right, to talk about yeah. those players. You, you have to fit into that offense, mm-hmm. and why anybody would want to fit into that offense is beyond me. No. But, uh, 
maybe if your goal has has been to never play professionally, that that would no. be a good idea. Like Unless if you're you Calvin were like, Johnson. you know what, I'd like to limit my options beyond college and in football. Unless you're Calvin Johnson. Yeah, but he wasn't there in the triple option. Yeah, that's right. He was. I mean, they've had a couple receivers. Stephen Hill. Better than that. When was the last offensive lineman they had? I, I couldn't tell you. Or quarterback. <laughs> no. Anyways. We digress. We digress. We digress. Why are we letting the bugs live in our head rent free? They're not. Okay. They're not. I was just poking them. The um Let's can we talk about the East now? The other favorite in the in the conference? The Eastern favorite? Is Georgia? It, is none other than the Georgia Bulldogs. Yeah. Unprecedented run after your starter starting quarterback goes down. Yeah, it went down quickly. Jacob Frome comes in, leads a team to the brink of a national title. First time in 28 years would have right been. Right to the edge. And you snatched victory, or snatched defeat out of the jaws of oh, victory. Out of the jaws of victory. Yes, that was very impressive. Um, painful. Very but painful. It was. it was like, it was like eating... A delicious meal, and then you have a little bit of heartburn at the end, but the meal itself was worth it, you know? Like, the whole season, it was fantastic. The best season I've ever lived through, because I wasn't alive in 80. And then, sting at the end, but, mm. you know, that's all right. I'd rather have been there and, and lost that than to not make the playoffs ah, or not make the title Better game. to have loved and lost than yes. to have not loved at all. That's true. Exactly. Interesting. That was that um that quote was about football, I believe. Was it really? in the original name? <laughs> <laughs> so we sh- we should be um in the East. I don't think I think it's still just a mess. I really do think South Carolina is this this year is the let's say biggest threat, but I don't see them as a threat mm-hmm. to win the East. Um, they could. I mean, they could upset us in Columbia because weird things happen when we go there, and it's. Week two and blah 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 blah, but um, I wouldn't see even if they did beat us. I wouldn't. I'd see them losing a few games the rest of the year. I mean, it's they're kind of last year. They had a couple close wins that, against bad teams that could have been losses. They, I don't know. I think it's because they have a good offense, and it's it's kind of like. Well, somebody has to be a threat to them out there. Like, it's not going to be Florida. They don't have a quarterback, and their roster is on defense is depleted. It's not going to be Tennessee. They didn't win a game last year in conference. It's not going to be Vandy. It's not going to be Kentucky. Missouri, eh, they they give up 50 points a game. So it's like, well, could be South Carolina. But if you look, yeah, but if you look, like, top to bottom, the roster, the difference – in Georgia versus Scott, I mean, there is a wide gap. Now, with that said, we understand that the game still has to be played, right? Yeah, you know, and, and I said it could happen. I don't expect it to. It's probable. It's it's possible, not probable. Not probable. And and the line is 14. That's too that's high it? to me. That's it? I think that's too much. Are we talking I think about it lines should be like, Yeah, I think it should be like 9 or 10. Uh, I, but here, here's what here's they're confident. Tippett has have the Gamecocks ever lacked confidence? No, especially that's, in the off season. You know that's a that's a school that should be playing in the Big Ten. Yeah, they, they should be playing somewhere else. I mean, it's not. I wanted to trade them for Clemson. No, you don't. Yes, I do. No, you yes, I do. <laughs> no, you don't. Uh, I have much, no, much, don't. much, much more respect for Clemson. Well, certainly, but. Typically, what you have it early in the year is offenses are still, for the most part, trying to catch up to defenses. Where your defense is ahead of the offense, I mm-hmm. think. And most most teams, uh, one of the, I think the benefits is Georgia and Kirby Smart has given has made a commitment to the run game. Uh, so I think that that helps the Bulldogs. Also, you've got a starter in year two who's got. Uh, you know they can open up the playbook a little bit more, right? Mm-hmm. Year one, you kind of you can't do everything you want to do because he's you know Fromm's brand new and he's doing some amazing things, but he's brand new. Now um, you come back, 
you bring back DeAndre Swift in the backfield, and is White going to be ready to play? You, you got yeah, you, yeah, he'll be ready. Okay, uh, Zamir White, the number one running back in last year's class, um, just just a phenomenal. Uh, you bring back the number number one dual threat quarterback, or I'm sorry, you bring in the number one dual threat quarterback. So you got to wonder how they're going to use. Um, yeah, and he'll Justin play. Fields. He'll play. Um, you, you know, you've got uh, Terry Godwin, a senior. Uh, Riley Ridley coming back at wide receiver. Uh, Hardman is Hardman. Yeah, Miko, man, Miko the blur. Yeah, he's he's the one that tore. He had two touchdowns against Alabama, and um, burned Tony Brown for an 80 yarder. I mean, there's plenty of talent. And last year, Fromm didn't throw much, but a lot of the games he didn't. Like when he needed to, he did. Mm-hmm. And most of the thing last year was most of the fourth quarters we were just running out clock. You know, like games were over most of the games. So it's a lot. I mean, in the Oklahoma game, when he had to throw, he did. In Notre Dame, he threw it more. Against Alabama, he had a few bad throws. That was one of his worst games. But in games when he needed to throw, he aired it out. So I'm not concerned about yeah, the passing. Offense should be our, our strong suit this year. It should. The defense is, is the question mark when you lose all your linebackers like that. Mm-hmm. Now, the popular – um, line that was going around about Georgia's losses because last year on senior night, the ESPN announcer was like, and you know, they have 31 seniors walking tonight. And so all these rival fans were like, well, Georgia lost 31 seniors. How are they going to replace that? And we're like, well, no, well, 15 of them were contributors. The others were walk-ons oh, right. and like, right, nobody. So, yes, we, we did. We still bring back seven starters and then five starters. So we bring back starters, but it's kind of a joke that, yeah, Georgia lost, you know, 45 seniors last year and 60 <laughs> seniors and all this stuff. is they, We lost some key guys. Leadership would be the big thing, I think. But um, looking at our schedule, there's not – it's kind of like you, you expect a team to lose one game a year. That's kind of my thinking is – it's so rare that a team goes undefeated. So you kind of say, oh, 11 and 1, and then you just pick who's the most likely to upset us. Yeah, I'm You know, so I would say the Auburn game we could lose. LSU, you never know. South Carolina, you never, I mean, a chance. So I would give us a chance of losing two of those. And then Auburn, you know, that's the most likely. But if I'm looking at it, it there shouldn't be a loss here. There shouldn't be. I think. I think you can probably count a quirky game, maybe down in Jacksonville. Yeah. Maybe uh, maybe it's raining. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've seen that happen before. Rain kind of changes, can change the complexity, uh, uh, not complexity, but the makeup of a ball game. Yeah, um, that might be a game that could have some question. Mar- I, I would have some question marks. I'm not saying the Gators have the same talent or on par with Georgia. With yeah, the, Jacksonville the, has some weird stuff happen too. So, so the, yes, let's let's not just. Just line it up and say that that Georgia is squaring up against Kennesaw State every week. No disrespect to Kennesaw right, State. Right, right. Uh, they are. Uh, um, it's just very tough to look down that schedule here on August first and find a team that uh, that that we could say would would match. And injuries are will be a key too. Absolutely, absolutely. I don't. I don't know. I would. I would say the two games honestly. Auburn or South Carolina are the two that are most likely. I just don't think LSU is going to be but you never know. Um, but I, I don't. So you're not. I don't know. You're I'm not. not you're not worried it. about Georgia Tech. Is that what you're telling me? Tech? No, no, not the least bit. <laughs> not the least bit. <laughs> I'm more worried about Missouri than I am Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech picking up a big uh, signee out of Milton, right around the corner from us. Jordan Yates signed uh, signed mm. with Georgia Tech. Uh, he, he still got a year left in high school, but uh, I'm sorry, committed, not signed. He cannot yeah. sign yet. He committed. Um, but we were riding South Carolina too. Let me disclose that my mother went to South Carolina. My mm-hmm. uncle went to South Carolina and is a big booster there. Mm-hmm. So I have South Carolina ties. I was born in South Carolina, and uh, so I don't. I just get that on the record too. Some of the most friendly people in the in the union are in South Carolina. Best barbecue in my book. It's debatable. It's very debatable. It's debatable, but uh, I'm just personally okay. the best okay. I've ever eaten is okay. there. Okay, that's all. All right. In Orangeburg, 
Doubt any of our listeners know where Orangeburg is. Some might. Do you? That's Orangeburg. Is that Wilkinson? Or yeah. Okay, that's uh, yeah. Headed. That's headed. You're heading southeast out of uh, Columbia. Down. Uh, is it 77? I mean, I know 26 rolls through there. And, Maybe it's 26 um, is what I'm thinking, not 77. Yeah. In any event, in any event, uh, we digress to barbecue. Yeah. Which is a great, that's a great place to, Not to, to wind up. Is there anybody else, in, the, in, in, in all honesty, South Carolina or USC Junior or, or USC Light, um, mm-hmm. are they still firm believers that, that 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 team can compete? I think, I would say, I mean, compete for what? Well. Like a championship? Yeah. What, I mean, if you're not, if you're not plan to win then you know championship and I, I realize that there are other things that the, the, the game of football can teach character building uh, yeah. adversity how to deal with adversity you, you you bring in a coach like Muschamp I, I assume you're trying to win you're yeah not, you're not yeah it's just it's it's kind of I mean at this point you have to get they would just have to take get so many breaks I think to in the current state with Kirby, the way he's recording, recruiting at Georgia with Saban over there with Auburn and Alice. I mean, it's just Florida at some point is going to be back. Tennessee's going to be back up, and they're so handcuffed by the lack of talent in South Carolina, high school talent, mm-hmm. you know, in state that there's just not that much there, and they have to fight Clemson for it when it is there. And so I just don't think consistently they're ever going to get the talent. To to be more talented than these other teams, but could they have years where things go their way and Muschamp has juniors and seniors, or you know, like a transcendent player? Their best chance was when they had you know the, the Lattimore Clowney, that yeah. that little span Jeffrey right. to have those in-state guys, and that was their best chance, I think. But Muschamp's done from what he inherited and the way he recruits. He's in, I mean, he's improved. He's done a great job there. It's just. I think there's a ceiling there, and I don't think for a program that has one championship from the ACC from what '69 something like that in their history, it's that's not a place that you expect that school to be winning championships. So right. I don't, I don't think they will anytime soon. But you never know. Maybe when Saban retires, and maybe they, it could happen. I just don't expect it to. I mean, it's never happened in the SEC for them. It's a very rabid fan base. Yeah, uh, and it's a loud, loud stadium. And when I, you go there, I've having to being having to travel in South Carolina. I just found it very interesting how much pride they have in their school, and good for them. Mm-hmm. Um, but I kind of go back to you guys are getting fired up because you're going to go seven and five this year. I, I, I mean, this is your excitement, and I guess. I mean, they could go nine and three. You never know. I mean, some of them I think think they could go ten and two. They, it's they they have their their families at least their. The ones that I've known growing up, and then. Their online communities are to me, they're not the most annoying fans or obnoxious fans, but the delusion to me that is they're about as delusional as any I've come across in terms of what they expect every off season that's, that's, and for the upcoming season. It's what you expect and where you think you're what you think is gonna happen. And that's why they're so crushed and disappointed as the season goes on, because you're like, listen, you're not gonna go ten and two last year. <laughs> like you weren't gonna go ten and two. And you can't expect you know, they were expecting to, you know, come out storming. They were gonna crush Kentucky, make a statement game. They had all these recruits to Kentucky. Well, you've lost to Kentucky, what, four years in a row, three years in a row, something like that. Like, this just don't set your expectations so high and you won't be that disappointed or people won't look at you as crazy and, when you say it. And that's not necessarily setting them that high, or even just being more realistic about it. Realistic, your team, right. You know? Exactly. See where the flaws are, see this. It's just I don't I don't get it. Even a lot of Florida Florida fans to their credit, you don't like Florida. I don't like Florida, but I've found that their fans are probably the most in the SEC, the ones among our rivals, and Georgia's got 9,000 rivals, 
but the Florida fans seem to be the most grounded in reality that I've dealt with, and they're very similar, I think, to Georgia fans. But the ones that, cause the ones I've seen and talked to all were expecting with McIlwain, they're like, they saw that he won two SEC East titles, but he wasn't, you know, they were just kind of backdooring into it. Right. And this year they don't expect them to win the East, and they're like, we're fighting for third right now, second or third. And they're realistic about it. But then you go to Columbia, and it's like, we can win the East this year. We could get to Atlanta, and Muschamp's going to knock Kirby. And it's just... I mean, just slow. Just be, like you said, be realistic about it. Like, I didn't in Kirby's first year, and even last year, I wasn't expecting to win the SEC. I mean, I didn't. I don't know. It's just, you got to have hope, right? But there's a fine line between hope and delusion. Yeah. I think you're going to have hope. Uh, that hope might be a winning season. That hope might be improvement. I don't think you can have, I don't think it's, I just think you set yourself up for failure when you are at South Carolina or and take any number of schools. And, and yes, there can be that one hit wonder that mm-hmm. the cards fell where they needed to fall for central Florida last year to go undefeated. Right. Yeah. So someone can do it. It can be done. It can. And, and I, I don't think it's, I don't think it's wrong for you to think, man, my team could go undefeated, but you know, when you do lose to Kentucky or Georgia or whoever it might be, if you're South Carolina, your first knee-jerk reaction can't be, "Oh, this is the worst season ever." I mean, yeah, it's it's kind of it's who don't, you are. Don't, you don't want to fire everybody, right? I could t- do last year the back and forth one eighties that they did on Jake Bentley, on either B- Bentley's the best quarterback in the conference. That was the start of the year. After a couple games, Bentley sucks. He needs to be benched. Bentley's terrible. Can I McElwain play? And it and then back to oh Bentley's amazing like they're just so up and down, it's just zero or a hundred. Well, you talk about quarterbacks, and it's not something that we were going to get into tonight. But quarterback play in the SEC should be up this year, though. Yeah, should be and, way up. Well, it, it's hard to get much worse than it's been the last several <laughs> years, right? I mean, it, there's been a drought. Yeah, yeah, but so that uh, you got Tua, you got Fromm, you got Stidham, you got Bentley, you got Locke, you've got Fitzgerald, Felipe Franks. Wait. No. What? <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Is, I'm kidding with that last one. I mean, who's going to start at Florida? Do we even know? Probably Franks. You think Franks over uh, Franks or Trask? Emery, man, Emery was in that paintball soiree or airsoft's little throwdown. He's not off to the Best start. Oh. They don't think he'll be ready. He's he's thin too. Yeah, he's got a got a lot to step into. Uh, and not that you can't go from Herb County to starting at the University of Florida in one year, but um, be tough. Yeah. It's probably better overall for him to wait because if you throw him out there and get him rattled in the head, right, or broken, that's not a good start. I mean, you're not going to win a title this year anyways no. so no i don't know but i hey, ease him in but i think it'll be franks that was a that was a big get though for florida to pick up yeah quarterback yeah it was one. so flipping from ohio state good for them he's probably feeling all right about yeah that that's right probably now. not a bad move yeah looking back <laughs> looking back do we have anything else on the sec that we want to talk about um i mean we talk about we think it's going to be Georgia and Mama, and both of us think if anybody can crash that party, it'll be Auburn. Mm-hmm. We don't think LSU will. We don't think any other teams in the West will. We don't think anybody in the East will. Although if I had to give anybody a shot, I would give South Carolina a shot, but I don't expect that. Even, so even if even if let's say worst case scenario for Georgia. As they, they lay an egg on the second week to South Carolina. I don't believe South Carolina is a team that will go the rest of the way yeah. undefeated. So I, I think they will... Let's look at their schedule real quick. They will... Uh, I, I just have a feeling if South Carolina does pull off that upset, there'll be a team with two or three losses when it comes down to the end, and it won't matter. I think so. Because they've got... They, they have it rough. We have it rough. Our Western opponent is always Auburn. They have A&M, mm-hmm. which has not been easy and won't be... So they have 
at Vanderbilt, honestly, with South Carolina, you never know. At Kentucky, that's been hard for them. Missouri can score with them, so that's not a gimme. A&M's not a gimme. Tennessee, they'll beat. Ole Miss, uh, you don't know. Mm-hmm. Florida, late in the year, is is and they're going to Gainesville. Will be not as easy you would think. So they have one, two, three, four, five, five games other than Georgia that could go either way. Sure. So you're saying at that point if they beat Georgia, I mean they're expecting to go ten and two. Maybe nine and three. I don't know. And Projected seven and five by the Athlon. I think that's probably. I, I think that might be a little low. Yeah. I'll take the over. Yeah. I'll take the eight. Wins. I would think eight and four at worst for them. Um, but I just they got Brian McClendon now first year offensive coordinator. They stayed in house with him. With it, one thing you can say about Muschamp is his um, track record at picking offensive coordinators is not stellar. It's not. <laughs> Remember he had Weiss sit on the cooler yes, with his cane? And, yes, yes, yes. And then he yes, went to yes. Roper, and then he got fired because of Roper. And so the next job he hired Roper back. <laughs> Loyalty, right? Oh, man. I was trying to, mm. as we wrap up the SEC, we were trying to think about a wild card, and, and gosh, there's just, we've been gone for two weeks, but there's everything that we've we've thought about is kind of washed away in the in the news cycle the 24-hour news cycle so yeah uh you know we were going to talk about Kawhi Leonard uh now being a Canadian um but that's kind of irrelevant we were going to talk about um I guess we could have talked about LeBron LeBron James but but I'm I think no. we're kind of done talking about LeBron no. you know if you're down here in Atlanta, we could talk about Kevin Durant hopping on Twitter and Instagram DMs and Clapping back at fans, random fans. I mean, he's kind of being a big baby, isn't he? Yeah. Like he. Uh, th- 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 what, you remember th- the burner thing, where he had the burner Twitter? Yeah. But how, how old is Durant? Is he a millennial? No. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's see, a millennial. He's see, a millennial. That explains everything to me. <laughs> Sorry, Alex. If you're at that level, no, Alex doesn't like Durant. So you two are on the same page there. <laughs> I just don't. The pettiness. I've always liked. Yeah, I've always liked Durant until I started seeing all the last several years. It's like when he went to Golden State, he just became a like LeBron. Yeah, it's you shouldn't be that sensitive. You shouldn't be arguing on Instagram direct messenger with a 14 year old. I mean, does it matter? It's no Katie, right exactly. I mean. And he was on Twitter today going at somebody. What was he? And I, I'm, I guess I've, I've been too preoccupied. With he cares what people think. Like I care what people think about me, but to what extent? Not at that level. Like I, I want people to say, "Well, Art's a really good guy. You know, he's honorable and admirable." Yeah. But if somebody says, "Well, the only reason that you're any good is because Daniel's the best," you know, sports talk guy in Cherokee County. Well. Okay, I'm, I'll co-sign on that. Yeah, he is. I mean, it's it's. <laughs> I'm not gonna. I, I just here. If if you if there was a high school freshman that put up a graphic that said the best coaches, basketball coaches in Cherokee history, and it had three guys, and you weren't on there, would you start DMing the guy? Absolutely not. No. You wouldn't. That's essentially what he did to the kid on Instagram. And then today it was just somebody that, that made a comment about him. And he goes and, and comments. It's just like, dude, just stop. Just <sighs> stop. That doesn't help. You should be above that. What is this world coming You're the to? second best player in the world. You don't need to argue with preteens. Right? About anything. No. Just, yeah. you know what? He's got, he, he's almost like the president. Yeah. It, that, that kid wins in that situation. Always. There's nothing, yeah, there's nothing Durant can say to make that no. make him the good guy. So that can be our that can be our wild card. Well, Kevin Durant's. We're gonna have to find a feel good story. One one story I did read that feel good, and I I don't like LeBron, but he's got this. I think it's called You Promise School. I or promise. Something. I promise school. That is just outstanding. Yeah, and it is. We we LeBron is. Is one of the whipping boys, one of my whipping boys. I can talk talk about LeBron all day, uh, his antics, uh, but some of the things he does to give back to the community 
just outstanding. Mm -hmm. And uh, I I did see something on social media that said, you know, if other athletes could do something like this. And and one of the comments, and I agree with this, you, you don't have to do what LeBron is doing. You don't have to recreate what LeBron is doing. But if someone is out there um, and you have an opportunity to give back, then just do it. I mean, yeah. it's just the the idea of oh well, I, well I'm making more money, so I got to you know hoard more money. You know, you can't take that money with you. And mm-hmm. my my wife constantly uh, helps me realize that when she spends that the, the things that I want to save. So <laughs> um, so I'm learning that lesson as well that you can't take take it with you, right? You have mm-hmm. to you have to be able to let some of it go. And I'm not I'm not saying LeBron should give all his money away, and I'm not saying that our listeners should give all their money away, but I think. There is an obligation, not, and it's not just LeBron. I think it's everybody has an obligation to be their brother's keeper in some way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. Amen. That's my that's my take on that. I I don't have anything else. I'm, I concur. I've been I've been I've been burning late nights with high school football. I'm, I'm I know. Like, I'm surprised you just didn't like subconsciously just start spitting out, you know, like five A rankings to me. I'm not there yet. Oh. Not there yet, but they're coming. And and on top of five A will be the Rome Wolves, in case you you didn't know. Uh, okay. Um, but we, you know, that's a that's a whole other podcast. Interesting, Marietta Blue Devils. Uh, um, gosh, Mm-mm-mm. little uh, little GHSA violation. Mm-mm-mm. I I I will get into this. I am a little shocked that the penalty was only forfeiture of last season's games. I'm shocked that, that nothing came, uh, the repercussions didn't fall, flow over to this year. Uh-huh. Um, the, the, the track team also had to forfeit their, their wins. Really? The meets that those players mm. participated in. Wouldn't you be mad if you were like a kid or a parent or whatever on the team that wasn't involved with that and then everything that your kid, I mean, you still experienced the wins, mm-hmm. but to be just lumped into that and have that taken? Yeah, it's unfortunate. It's just be disappointing. But Marietta, in the GHSA findings, they misrepresented the facts. Mm, misrepresented. Okay. Gotcha. So they didn't lie. They just misrepresented the facts. And how was Grayson not gotten into any trouble? Maybe they're a little bit smarter than Marietta. I guess they're better at it. I mean, they, do you have proof? Mm. I don't know, man. It's it's yeah, That's a... I don't like what Grayson's doing. That's a mystery. Don't like it one bit. Well, like it or not, they. I mean, how many how many state titles have they won? I mean, they they it, they continue to 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 do what they do at a high level, and it's it is a super team. But just because you have a super team doesn't ensure state titles every year. Yeah. And I think we've seen that in high school football. Uh, we also see it in high school basketball several times. Even last year, the super team we thought. Two years ago, we thought Wheeler was a super team. Uh, they yeah. got beat by a young McEachern team. Uh, last year, McEachern gets ousted uh, um, by Norcross. So uh, it's, it's mm-hmm. you just you just don't know. Um, yeah, it's it takes a lot to win any kind of title at any kind of level. We talk about college, the things that have to go right for Georgia, the things that could mm-hmm. go wrong for Georgia, for Alabama, for any team. Um, the things that had to go right for Central Florida to go undefeated last yeah. season, uh, even in a high school season where where maybe there's a disparity in talent, uh, you take a team like and I got, I'm going way off left field here, but a, a game I thought should have been the state title game in Class Two A last year, and, and and Benedictine meets up with Hapeville Charter in the in the third round, I believe, and um, it's unfortunate for Benedictine that they lost the game, but. It's just a matchup, right? You you get a, a bad matchup and mm-hmm. you lose to the eventual state champions. But so much has to go right. You have to stay healthy. Yeah, chemistry. Yes, absolutely. And it, it's you know it's yeah, it is what it is. But hopefully Marietta can recover from that. They'll be all right. They'll be fine. I'm sure. I'm sure Marietta will be fine. Um, I'll be okay. But I, who I'm, is it that's leaving out? And and these people listening might not care. But who is it that transferred in that's now transferring back out? It's not Burton, is it? Jermaine Burton. Somebody is transferring out of Marietta now. That I didn't catch. Okay. I didn't catch that. 
Um, we'll get that later. I've, I've kind of been turned off to – I've been engrossed in Class A and Class 2A okay. football over the you know last couple of weeks. I haven't – in any event, we are the role players. Thanks for hanging with us. I know we got a little off the rail here. We're just trying to we're, – we're, this is our first – you know. This is our this is our training camp essentially. And yeah, we're, talking we're, football for the first time in a while. So we're like little, real football. Yeah, we're a little rusty. A little, little rusty. bit. A little bit. But I th- I think we'll be back next week uh, to talk a little ACC. Or Should we be back in two weeks to talk a little ACC. Yeah, one or the other. So the next our next show will be ACC football. Yeah. Um, thanks for listening. As always, you can find us on Twitter at the Role mm-hmm. Players One, as we mentioned before. You can also find us find us on iTunes, the Role Players, the blue and silver microphone, mm-hmm. not the black and red or any other. Nope. Um, I don't yeah. want to call it an impersonation, but uh, it's just other options. Other the same right. name. I'm sure that the those those guys produce great shows. We won't. Uh, I bet they do. We'll never know. Unfortunately, we'll never no, know. I've never listened. You guys have a great week. Just breathe. We are under. Almost here. We are under the 31 day mark. Oh, man. Uh, it's coming. It'll be here before I, we know I, it. I smoked a uh, pork butt last weekend. Is, is that a pre- And it reminded me. Is that prep? Is that preparation? Yeah. Smoking a pork butt? Yeah, gearing up. I mean, for game one, that's, that'll be going. That's what I like. I like yes, to hear sir. that. You guys have a great week. Don't forget to share these podcasts with your friends. Tell people about us. Yeah. We appreciate the followers. Also, thanks uh, thanks again to the uh, Cedarwood Tavern folks for shouting out to us and their successful uh, toy drive. Toy drive. School supply drive. I'm going delirious over here. Huge success for Cherokee County. So uh, Thank you for those guys for coming on a couple weeks ago, and uh, and congrats to their success as well on that. We are the role players. I am Art Mosley. I'm Daniel Allen. Our opinions do not matter. You should listen to us anyway. You guys have a great week. <laughs>